There are perfectly legitimate grievances that India and Indians may harbour against Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau. These mostly pertain to Trudeau's recurrent and altogether regrettable fondness for attempting to ingratiate himself with India by dressing himself and his family in traditional Indian costume, to which Indians have generally reacted with the same bafflement which might well beset Canadians if Indian Prime Minister Narendra Modi pitched up in Ottawa dressed as a lumberjack and wearing a maple leafs beanie. Trudeau's current difficulties with India, however, do not, for a change, relate to him clothing himself like the sort of earnest gap-year tryhard who is about to pay a chuckling Goan tattooist for what he believes is an inscription of ancient wisdom reverently rendered in the Konkani alphabet, but which actually reads 23, fish curry with rice. Trudeau's most recent visit to India for the G20 summit in New Delhi was punctuated by the kind of encounters with Modi which diplomats would describe as robust discussions, but which the rest of us might characterise as thoroughgoing bollockings. Pointedly, Trudeau was not granted a formal bilateral meeting with Modi, but spoken to only on the sidelines, where Modi appeared to make a point of looking grumpy for the benefit of any photographers who may have happened to be in the vicinity. The issue, well, an issue, is protests in Canada by Sikhs. Before we get to these protests, the reasons for them, and the reason Modi is so exercised by them, credit is due Trudeau for defending, as he said at a press conference in New Delhi, Canada's traditions of freedom of expression, freedom of conscience, uh, freedom of uh, peaceful protest. That's something that's extremely important to us. And not buckling, while in India, to the derision of local media or the jeering from back home of his domestic opponents. And there was plenty of both. Canada's opposition parties are now gunning for Justin Trudeau, the Prime Minister of the G20 summit, showing that he has been humiliated and he's getting repeatedly humiliated by the rest of the world. And how does it fare on the country? The Hindustan Times, for one outlet, described Trudeau's trip as painful and made perhaps gratuitous sport of the technical issues with Trudeau's plane that ended up extending the Canadian Prime Minister's visit an unscheduled and doubtless undesired couple of days, as well as tittering at the aircraft's lack of onboard Wi-Fi and other amenities. In Canada, Conservative opposition leader Pierre Poilievre troweled on the more in sorrow than in anger shtick, tweeting, or whatever we're now supposed to call it, putting partisanship aside, no one likes to see a Canadian Prime Minister repeatedly humiliated and trampled upon by the rest of the world. This, of course, simply isn't true. Loads of people like to see a Canadian Prime Minister repeatedly humiliated and trampled upon by the rest of the world, not least the narrators of foreign affairs explainers for whom mockery of Justin Trudeau's adventures in native attire works splendidly as an engaging introduction to what might otherwise be an off-puttingly dense and intricate analysis. <laughs> It is, however, plain and simple tawdry partisan hackery on Poiliev's part. Canadian Sikhs are Canadian and therefore every bit as entitled to protest as Justin Trudeau says they are. 
In a deftly passive-aggressive touch, a readout from Trudeau's own office said of his clearly uncordial discussions with Modi that Trudeau had, quote, raised the importance of respecting the rule of law, democratic principles and national sovereignty, i.e. told Modi to mind his own damn business. Trudeau declined to attend a dinner for the G20 leaders hosted by India's president, Draupadi Murmu. Which brings us to the reason that Narendra Modi is so annoyed and so keen to make it so clear that he's so annoyed. In sheer numbers, Canada is, after India, the world's second biggest Sikh country. Just over 2% of Canada's population are Sikh, whereas in India they account for just shy of that number. So Canada is actually arguably more of a Sikh country than India is. Canada's Sikhs are also a significant political force. The general elections held in Canada and India in 2019 returned more Sikhs to Canada's House of Commons than to India's Lok Sabha. Modi is particularly vexed by the antics of an organisation called Sikhs for Justice, an excitable and, if we're honest, not tremendously pleasant bunch who campaign around the world for an independent Sikh nation to be called Khalistan. Just this past weekend, SFJ staged the latest of Sikh diaspora referendums on Sikh independence in Surrey, British Columbia. SFJ are banned in India, which regards them and several broadly similar Sikh outfits as terrorists. Eyebrow-archingly, one prominent Canadian SFJ figure, Hardeep Singh Nijar, was shot dead outside a Gurdwara in Surrey, British Columbia, in June. No arrests have been made as of this broadcast. India Sikhs are not, in general, huge fans of Narendra Modi. At that 2019 general election in India, Punjab, India's only Sikh majority state, awarded just 9.6% of its vote to Modi's Bharatiya Janata Party. And by and large, Canada's Sikhs don't much care for Modi either. And if there is one thing nationalist demagogues enjoy less than being defied by minorities at home, it is being defied by minorities abroad. For Monocle Radio, I'm Andrew Muller.